the 905s, wherever you are, this is Schwal Wars. Hello, everyone. My name is Adam Hayes. Joined uh, in person, but not very much longer because, you know... We're going more... back into the lockdown yeah. here. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, just, what, less than 24 hours, lockdown's going to take place. So, you know, that kind of gives you a time frame of when we're actually recording this. So that way you're not like, hey, he's breaking the law. He's breaking the lockdown. No, no, we're, we're getting one last hang-up before, you know, this all... Uh, all transpires again, and of course, you know, we had to be able to do something fun, so of course, naturally, we sat down and watched a movie didn't talk to each other. <laughs> well, we did, but not extensively. No, of course. So, of course, we did, um, instead of a ride-home recap, I guess this would just be a... It's the at-home recap. The at-home recap, I guess, of uh, a movie that I know I've been waiting about 20 years for at this point, ever since seeing the original one back in the late eight or sorry the early 80s late 70s and that was uh godzilla versus king kong well you probably didn't see the early original in the late 70s well no but... no what i'm saying is i i had it on vhs it was one of those things right. i picked up from the curtis lee market at the time and like... which which by the way quick side note so everybody if you're listening to this do me a favor on the facebook page if you've seen that original movie post a comment about how you either came across it or what you thought about it when you saw it because, like, it's really goofy to watch now. It's wonderful. Don't you dare disparage it. Well, I'm not, but I'm just saying, like, it's wonderfully goofy to watch now. But, like, when you saw it back then, it was awesome. Sure. So, like I said, we decided to order it because originally we were thinking, hey, we'll try and maybe go to a theater or something if it's open. We tried, and then We'd... 24 hours later, they closed. <laughs> yeah, so Doug Ford is like, nay, nay, you know, province going to lockdown, as everybody knows, obviously, if you're hearing this now. So, yeah, we decided, you know what, it's available for rental, we'll just sit at home, I have a big screen at home, not to brag, and, you know, we'll just, we'll socially distance at the same time, but we'll also just, you know, get one final hangout and be able to watch this movie, and boy, was it a good movie. At least for everything that we would want it to be. So, I guess, uh, Jordan, we'll just start with you. Um, first of all, all the other movies, of course, you know, you had Godzilla, then you had Kong Skull Island, then Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yes. Um... You were saying before how this one ranks up before we kind of do like a not in-depth review because, of course, we're going to try our best to stay away from as many spoilers as we can. Um, But overall, like, where do you think this one ranks up compared to the others? I think it's probably my favorite of the four. Wow. And it's not just because of the premise. (laughs) It's not just because it's the super monster fights. No. But I mean, it's, 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 I guess also for the fact that like they delivered on something that like you said, I've been waiting to see like done again, but like with today's technology right? and today's standards of movie making, like I've been waiting to see this done again for years and to see it done this way in a way that's satisfying to me, this makes it my favorite of the four. Wow. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this too. If you watch this, I mean, you're only going to be able to watch this at home. When you watch it at home, try to watch it on the biggest screen you can. Yeah. So, like, if you have, like, a bigger screen TV, like, in a living room, watch it on that. It's meant to be seen on the biggest screen possible. Absolutely. Like, if this thing even comes into, like, maybe even a drive-in or something like that, or if it reopens up when the theaters open up again, and I'll go rewatch this again just so I can get that re-feeling of watching it on such a big screen, but... Of course, we had to make do with this. Um, like it's a it's a classic blockbuster movie at its best. It's a popcorn movie at its that best. That is yeah. what that is what like theaters that are open right now needs to be showing right now. I agree with that. This I'm, is something they. This is the type of movie they need to be showing. The real question, though, 
as you know, everyone has been saying on social media when it comes to you know picking a side. Are you Team Godzilla or are you Team Kong? Ooh. Growing up, I was more... I would be more a Team Godzilla guy. Get out of my house. <laughs> How, hold, hold on. The King Kong movies that I grew up with, I would say, were the better movies. Okay. But I was always just more... I was always more drawn towards Godzilla and, like, the monster fights and, like, the different kaiju he would always come across in his movies. Of course. Like, you had to, like... We had to, like, sought out, like, go after those movies. It's not like... You know, if you're going to hang your head on a Godzilla movie that's North American, the only one we really had at the time when we were growing up was, was that. The 1998 one. Yeah. That's a lot of <laughs> fish. A lot of fish. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which, there's, a, there's, a, there's something that we made fun of in this movie in regards to it's a lot of fish. I know. Um, for myself, I'm more of a King Kong guy. I definitely grew up with, like, loving the original, obviously, one from the black and white and... Obviously, and then well, well like, and the '70s one as well. I wasn't a big fan of the Peter Jackson one, but like, I just Kong is Kong. If I'm going to choose one or the other, I'm going with Kong hands down every time. Even though I respect Godzilla and I love his movies and the character and stuff like that, I just there's something about King Kong that just will always be more legendary with me. Well, like they're two, they're two, lack of a better term, that's what they're that's what they're deemed in this movie. They're two titans of cinema. Yeah, there's a clash of the titans without you know. Right. Being the Clash of the Titans movie. But anyways, right. we're rambling about this right now. So like I said, the actual movie itself, the cinematic nature of it was just, ab- as you would expect it to be, especially in today's day and age, so good, so remarkable. Um, there's some things where you, that with the plot, you're kind of like, okay, well that kind of just jumped or whatever. I feel like it shouldn't have been longer. I think it was the perfect length, but I feel like there's some scenes where it's like you needed that extra explanation as to why they're doing something or why they just jump from one scene to another without any, you know, knowledge of it. There was the one thing in particular was like transporting Kong at one point. Like we all see in the trailer of right. him being. They, on the... they take him off Skull Island, yeah. which you, it's in the tease. It's in the trailer. It's not a spoiler. They take him off Skull Island, but the 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 method of how they get him off the island is derpity der. Yes, <laughs> it's basically fill in the gap yourself. That's. Yeah, and there's one thing, again, where we mentioned as well, and it's not really a spoiler, but it's especially when it comes to a lot of the major things that are out there right now, is the fact that, like, oh, they they ship Kong on a ship in the middle of the ocean, which is charter territory for Godzilla. Which, which let's set this, let's preface this by saying, throughout the movie, throughout the early part of the movie, leading up to that... The female scientist who'd been studying Godzilla, or no, since had been studying Kong, warned everybody, we can't take Kong off the island because Godzilla will find him. But when they take him off the island, they put him on the water. Yeah. Which is, and chain him up. And so. chain him up. So, like, that was that was a little silly. Yeah. So it's just like, all right, well, obviously, fair advantage goes to Godzilla on this one. Um, and, then, and then eventually they're like, hey, why don't we just fly him? And then it's like, yeah, that's such a better idea. Probably what you should have done in the first place. <laughs> but be that as it may, like I said, just the... I forgot about all the actors that were involved when it came to this story. Like, obviously you had, like, Eleven from, you know, Stranger Things and... Well, yeah, well, I'll say this. The one dude from True Blood that I can't remember his name. Alexander Starsgard, I think. Right. Yeah, that's his name. I'll say yeah. this. <laughs> if you've watched the other movies and you're not a fan of the human side of the story... Mm. You'll see more of the same in this. 
If you if you if you're not a fan of them focusing on humans, especially in the past movies, then you'll you'll still feel the same way about this. The humans are, I don't want to say dull. They're the weakest part of these of these stories. Sure. Which, but but let's be honest here. When you watch movies like this, you don't watch it for the humans. Even the Toho films are the exact same way. Like you're watching it for a monster fight. You're not watching yeah, it for you don't you don't watch for the you don't watch for the humans. You're watching for the big spectacle battles between the monsters. And that's okay because it's one of the only times that like oh plot matters, characters matter, which it did matter to be able to explain like how Kong got to certain places or why this power works or what exactly has a hold of you know, each of the titans to be able to go after each other. Like, it, it's, right. it's it's necessary to be able to have the humans be able to explain those plot points, because at that point it would just be, you know, just nothing. It would just be monsters fighting, which right. which, the, which was silly cool, but, you know. Which is, again, so it's, all I'm saying is that if that was a criticism that you had watching the other movies, that like, oh my god, I don't care about these humans, like, get off the humans. I don't want to watch the humans anymore. You'll probably still feel the same way about this, but I think you'll be more satisfied with the action that they put in this. I agree with that, yeah. Um, what are some of the heavy criticisms? Like I said, that was my kind of heavy criticism when it came to the film. What are some of the, maybe the, the positives or you know negatives that you had with this film for well, yourself? Well, the, the humans. Yeah. I mean, the humans. Well, I, I, not all of the humans. There's two, there's basically, there's two groups of humans. There's a group that follows the Godzilla storyline. <laughs> there's level A and there's level B. And there's a group that a group of humans that follows the King Kong storyline. Which, by the way, I said this after the movie was over. It's billed as Kong versus Godzilla versus Kong. This is really more of a King Kong movie, right? It's almost like it's got it's it's almost like it's Kong Skull Island Part Two featuring Godzilla. Which I know make me a lot of people are kind of like, no, we want more Godzilla. But like, trust me, when you understand more of the plot and what they're trying to do. Yeah, it it pretty much centers around Kong and that Kong is it's... Kong takes Kong is the is the is the is the key player of the two in this. They both they both get a lot of time. He's the sympathetic babyface. Yes, um, the te- the team of humans that follow Godzilla probably I'd say were the weakest point out right. of the two groups. Right. The team that was with Kong had more of like the integral story, and the more of the actual important plot to actually get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that. That probably be a negative of mine for that. Um, I would have liked to see. So there's also something. Basically, the main story is they got to go to a place called Hollow Earth. That's the main focus of the movie. They got to get to Hollow Earth because there's a power source there that they need to help stop Godzilla because he's rampaging and hurting people, and they don't understand why. Which you find out exactly why later on. Um, and I this... would have also have liked to have seen a little bit more because, like, the theory in the movie is that like the, the Hollow Earth is where all the Titans come from. Right. It's their origin of where they all came from, where they all started. Even Kong. I would have liked to have seen more monsters in in there in that area in Hollow Earth. Which that's it's a it's beautiful how they designed that. Mm-hmm. Like it's very Land... prehistoric. Yes. Um... You see some things in there, but like I would have liked to have seen like a lot more stuff in there. Like maybe like throw in a couple like classic Toho monsters, right? Like actually inside the Hollow Earth. Um, obviously, like I said, we won't go into spoilers when it comes to other monsters that we do wind up seeing. Um, but the ones that we do wind up seeing, I feel like they did a very good job in modernizing it to 
the Godzilla that we know today rather than the one from the 70s and 80s. Would you agree with that? Yes, I would agree with that. All right. See, I, we have to be as vague as possible because, like, we're trying to be respectful at the same time, but like, oh, my God, it was so cool. <laughs> so <laughs> um, one of the things I did mention when I was watching the movie with Jordan is that, like, this reminded me a lot of, like, what Batman versus Superman should be like. In the sense of, like, you had, like, these two, you know, mega popular people. Eventually, they're going to have to fight each other because something happens and there's some sort of quarrel or whatever. And then these two have to eventually have to work together, in a sense, to be able to defeat the big bad baddie that we're not going to talk about. That we're not going to mention by name. That we're not going to mention by name at the end. And it feels like, based on, like, character development and, like, the aura between around them... And the fact that the big bad daddy at the end was given a lot more time than Doomsday was in Batman versus Superman. Like, you actually saw the, you know, the creation and the, the spectacle of this being throughout the movie being, you know, portrayed. So, it was very much... It was, a, it was like a specter that was, like, present throughout the yeah, entire movie. that you knew was going to play some sort of, you know, a part in this. So, like, when eventually it came down to the three of these creatures... It just was just awesome. So, and then the actual like battles, just like itself between Kong and Godzilla. Was... That's that's what I want to touch on. Yeah. So with Batman versus Superman, like my main one of the things that left me so disappointed after I saw that was like the movie was built Batman versus Superman, and when they actually got to the fight, it was a really lackluster letdown of a fight. Right. At least to me, other people may have been fine with it, but to me, it was like you build it as this. But I didn't get that. Right. I got it. I got maybe like a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. This they don't do that. No. When they when Kong and Godzilla actually throw down and they fight multiple times in the movie, it feels big. It feels grand. It feels like there's stakes because the things they do to each other, like they you actually see them cause like physical harm to one another. Mm-hmm. So like it feels. It feels more important. It felt more important than that. Than that fight did. I know a lot of people were probably wondering too with Kong, like how the hell is he going to penetrate the skin of Godzilla? Which they figure out a way to be able to do. Obviously, we're not going to say how because it, you know, is pretty important to the plot point. So, like this, this movie has probably the best monster action of the four movies that they've done. Which is saying something because King of the Monsters, like that, was just like nonstop, like epicness when it came to the battles and i mean conch skull island was you know not much about like a con like a, a monster battle as it was just like king kong you right. know what i mean so like and then the first godzilla i can't even remember who he fought but he fought somebody the first one it wasn't a it wasn't a, a recognizable monster it was when they created right so like at the same time like i feel like the epic fights between king kong versus godzilla were great and this the visuals are good I feel like there was more action in Monster, uh, the King of the Monsters, for the first Godzilla, or sorry, the second know. Godzilla. I think I think I'd have to go more with this. I no, I still prefer the fight with this one, but of course I'm just being biased because it's Kong. But at the same time, I still feel that like just by like a hair, I think that the King of the Monsters movie just like I think outbeat it when it came to just. Okay, big old, that's... Big old monster fights. Okay, that's fair. But, like I said, that still does not have to discourage anybody from watching this movie if they get the chance to. Also, too, is something that they did with this, too. With the time they spent... I mean, like, they spend less time on Godzilla than they do with Kong, like I said before. Like, this is, this is a King Kong movie. Yep. 
But with what they do and with what they I mean with what they've done with Godzilla and then with what they do with Kong in this, you actually kinda like feel for them during the fights. Like you don't want anything bad to happen to Kong while he's while he's getting into fights. Right. Which I guess is, is is a tricky thing to do to make you care about a giant CGI ape. But they've always been very good at doing that, especially with Kong. He's one of the more understandable creatures of why he does things and that. Like they've even from the thirties, they were always able to do that. But like in this, they made him much more intelligent, I think, than he's ever been portrayed before. Possibly, yeah, yeah, it's a good. good I mean, like from what I remember, like they make him much, they give him much more humanity. I guess is a good way to say, a good way to put it, than that they, I think they've ever given him before. Yeah, and it always helps when you have like that, that muse to Kong as well, that like he is attracted to, that he'll like pretty much lay his life down for because which he has one of those in this movie exactly, which helps for the character itself because like that makes him a monster, but at the same time, like also like a understandable relatable monster which yeah so that's why i think that's what i think helps with the stakes of like why the fights are so good because they give him so much humanity that you care about what happens to him and then god still is just a beast right like, just a wrecking ball of destruction as always so right but honestly i think at the end of this i think if you have like i said the opportunity to watch it absolutely do and watch it on the biggest screen you can. Exactly. If you that got was... a big screen TV at home, make sure you watch it on that. This is not a bedroom TV movie. No. Um, so like I said, go out, watch this movie in any way that you possibly can. Um, and... If you're in an area with a theater, I mean, I can't tell you not to go, but I mean... I mean, it's not going to happen for the next 28 days or 30 days for the world, but you know. True. But so, yeah, like... definitely, yeah, see it. It's totally worth it. Then watch it on as big of a movie screen or big as a TV screen as you can. I agree. So, like I said, out of I don't know, do we do out of fives out of these things when it comes to like the reviews or stuff like that? I can't remember. It's been a while. These usually the the ride home. Actually, we think haven't done a ride home recap on this year. on this new pl- on this new platform for Schwa Wars, or we just have, in general in a year. Yeah, <laughs> we did it before at, uh, for Schwa Style Wrestling and Schwa Style Podcast. So you can obviously go back and listen to more of those if you'd like to, but. But be that as it may, speaking of which, if you'd like to go back, check out everything in the archives right now. A whole bunch of great uh, stuff has been coming out recently uh, for Schwal Wars Podcast. Of course, we just did our you know, t- uh, the top 16 greatest cult classics and movies of all time, put them in a tournament to determine the number one. Um, we also are just, you know, obviously going to be doing the WrestleMania weekend, which means doing predictions, doing the actual reactions. And then, of course, we have the Death Proof Tales of Barbed Wire and Brotherhood coming out near the end of this month. So, I mean, lots of great stuff and huge things planned for May and June already that are in the works. So, like, things are just going up and up here at Schwal Wars, and we hope that you guys, you know, stick around for that. So, until that time, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Adam Hayes. Jordan, anything else before we go? Well, I mean, if you want me to give it a star rating, I'll give it one. All right. I'll go four out of five. Four out of five? Yeah, I'll get. I'll go four out of five as well. That's... It's, it's, it's great like blockbuster entertainment that like we all need right now we all need something to entertain us yeah and this is definitely especially with the lockdown and everything else in the world right now this is something just to turn es- off your brains and just have your re- fun escape the re- your reality and just yeah have fun yeah watch a whole bunch of buildings get knocked over so <laughs> until then ladies and gentlemen my name is adam hayes thank you very much we'll catch you on the next one this episode of schwa style wrestling podcast is being brought to you in part by thumb therapy gaming If you're looking for a fresh video game opinion, then look no further than our friends over at Thumb Therapy Gaming. 
from their trademarky, honestly biased reviews to the whimsical nonsense of their Twitch streams, you will always get an opinion that matters, and most importantly, honest. Check them out at youtube.com slash thumbtherapygaming or on Twitch at thumb underscore therapy underscore gaming. You can also follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's Thumb Therapy Gaming. Check them out today. All right, everyone. Welcome back to Schwa Wars. Of course, you just heard Jordan and myself doing our review for Godzilla vs. King Kong uh, that we saw almost like a week ago now. <laughs> and, uh, the world has kind of changed since the last time we talked, as you can kind of tell by the audio quality. Uh, we saw each other, as we mentioned before, on the, the last day, technically, before the lockdown happened. And here we are over Skype because I'm not using Zoom because fuck Zoom. <laughs> and we're here to and we're here to talk about wrestlemania and giving our predictions uh do not worry we're not going to go like an hour and a half giving predictions for this card because i think there's like 1800 matches to get through um but you know before we do that jordan what's changed in the last you know oh i don't know five minutes since we last spoke on this podcast uh how have you been all right i've been good just finished watching the hall of fame Yes, absolutely. Uh, it was really cool. Kane did a great job. Almost killed everyone with Pyro. The show flowed much better this year. It Well, that's what happens when you cut everyone's speeches by, like, a third. And, you know, the well, miracle I mean, of editing. Well, I mean, yes. I'd say some people I would have liked to have heard a little bit more from them. But, like, I also think no inductors makes it flow a little bit better. But we're not here to talk about the Hall of Fame. <laughs> No, we're not, especially, too, because then we'd have to talk about every other thing happening at WrestleMania week. When we're here to talk about WrestleMania, of course, you know, being two nights again on the WWE Network on Peacock in the States, you, you know, poor bastards. And, uh, (laughs) of course, like I said, it's just it's not it's not the same again. I mean, clearly it's going to be somewhat a little bit more tolerable because there's actually going to be people in the audience this time instead of, you know, those LED screens, which is going to be quite a nice change for us to be able to look at but you know obviously it's not the same when you can't meet up with your friends and be able to eat a bunch of junk food and sit back and watch wrestling but you know we're gonna make do we're gonna get through this once again uh but at least a little bit of normality uh out of curiosity though what do you think about the whole you know crowd audience coming back um for wrestlemania this year i'm all for it if they can if they're doing it in a safe and secure way which they are I mean, we've seen now, like, footage or whatever going of, like, you know, Texas with the baseball games in New York City as well. Yeah, but the Texas thing is different, though. Texas, they basically abandoned all rules and are just going back to life as normal, which is ridiculous. Well, no, they did it for the first home game, though. I mean, I don't think they're going to be doing it for every season, though. Sure, but like this, they're only, letting, they're only letting about a third of the capacity of the building in. Actually, maybe even less than a third. There's still in, a lot of people, though. They're, yeah, they're only letting in 25,000 people, but in a football stadium, you can space out 25,000 people equally where it's safe. Exactly. They did it for the Super Bowl. They're going to do it here. And, of course, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl of professional wrestling where it doesn't matter what you're doing, whatever. Um, I just realized that my microphone was down that entire or up that entire time, so I don't even know how good the quality of that sounded. Uh, but hopefully you guys can hear me a lot better now. Uh, as I was saying, WrestleMania is the Super Bowl professional wrestling, and we're here to talk about it. So let's not waste any more time. Uh, let's jump right into night one of WrestleMania. 
Uh, we're just going to zip by this match a little bit quickly, not because it's the ladies, but just because we have a whole bunch of things to be able to cover in this. It's a tag team turmoil matchup with the winners who receive a women's championship tag match on night two of WrestleMania, which is obviously happening the next night. Uh, it's Lana and Naomi taking on Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose versus the Riot Squad over Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot versus Natalia and Tamina. Jordan, who do you got and why? Uh, who do I think should win? Probably Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. Who do I think will win? I don't know. It's a toss up between them and Lana and Naomi. I still think it's going to be Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. See, I can see why, sorry. I can see why you would say Lana, especially in the sense that like, you know, she's been given like chicken shit over the last like couple of years. And now it's like, everything's kind of coming up her way. Um, but I think Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke are the more effective team to actually take them on. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go with the Riot Squad on this one. I think it would be really fun to be able to have them go into WrestleMania as that tandem and kind of have that, like, Cinderella story in an essence kind of way. And also, you know, they've been kind of floundering since their return and whatnot. And it would just be really nice to be able to see these two kind of get a win. And I also like the idea of like an actual faction or team rather holding championship gold instead of two partners that are kind of just thrown together. And that's what I, you know, look at when I see a Manny Rose and a Dana Brooke or a Lana and Naomi. So that's just at least my opinion. I'll give you that Lana and Naomi, but I would, I think I disagree with Manny Rose and Dana Brooke, but we'll continue. Next matchup on the card is a singles matchup between the master of the suits the, you know, the master of all suits in the professional wrestling world, where I'm pretty sure his budget for suits is more than I make in a year. Uh, <laughs> of course, it's Seth, Roll- it's Seth Rollins taking on Cesaro, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. Of course, if this is given a little bit more time between the two of them. Uh, I'll go first with this one for myself. I think that this should be a Cesaro win. This would be a great stage and a great elevation platform for him, um, kind of like it was before years ago with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And I think that if anyone's going to be able to pull out a master class, it's going to be these two in the ring. So I would hope Cesaro's going to win, but of course, stranger things have happened in the world of the World Wrestling Federation. How about you? I think this is set up for a Cesaro win. He's been getting lots of momentum over the last few months. And I think Seth Rollins is like at a point now where if he loses, it doesn't really matter. He'll recover. He'll he'll rebound. This would be a great way to actually like launch Cesaro up to another level. Yeah, I agree. But speaking of launching, how many, uh, how many seconds, how many rotations of the swing do you think we're going to be having on, uh, on Saturday well, night? I almost well, said Sunday night because I'm used to saying Sunday night. Well, he gave him 22 on live TV on SmackDown, so I think it's going to be more than 22. I think you should go for 37 just because they're at WrestleMania 37. You know, that's funny. I'll, I'm down with that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next matchup on the card is a steel cage matchup between Braun Strowman and Shane McMahon. Now, if there's one thing that I have learned after watching Shane McMahon and any big man in the steel cage matches – you do not put Shane McMahon at the top of the cage because there's a chance he's going to slip through his jersey. If you have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about, it happened at a random like WWE live event here in Toronto between him and Kane, you know, new Hall of Famer. And the match went like four and a half minutes. Kane was on the top with, you know, trying to case, uh, chase Shane McMahon. This is like 2003. And Shane slipped out of his jersey by accident at the top of the cage and fell to the floor. And that was the end of the match. 
and that was it. So I'm really hoping we don't have something similar here, uh, but I don't think we will on the grandest stage of them all. So uh, what? who do you got between Braun and Shane in this one? See, my head says Braun Strowman. No, my heart says Braun Strowman, but like my head thinks Shane might have like a douchey way to slip out of this. Like either he'll get like put through the ring and like do the do the gimmick of crawling underneath the ring and that's how he wins, or he'll get like thrown off the roof off the top of the cage like through the announce table and that's how he'll win. Like he'll die, but he'll walk away the winner. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for like uh, going through the side of the cage or something like that, well, that you know, too. breaking it that that's way. That's another option. He'll get thrown through the side of the cage and roll to the floor and win. Like he so won't obviously- look like he won. I don't know. I th- I think Shane might win. Uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if by hook or by crook Shane wins, which is you know crazy. Like oh, we're gonna have a match between these two. I mean, technically we're supposed to at the last pay per view, so I know a lot of people would be like, oh well, it was supposed to happen, and this is what they're doing the cage thing for. But like to me, this is like their first match, right? Like a fish official, right. and then now you're putting them in a cage. And of course, the old school in me is like, the cage is how you end the feud. This is, you know, this is supposed to be the months and culmination and leading to this. And this is probably just going to be match one out of a series between these two. And we'll probably go to, you know, extreme rules or whatever the hell the next pay-per-view is going to be. So, But like to sum up, I think Shane will win, but he's not going to win on purpose. <laughs> I agree with that. I can see it. And which is sad, too, because Braun could use the win, move on and do something else. I mean, for God's sakes, the man won the world title last year. So... I mean, how the mighty have fallen within a year. So, I mean, we'll see what happens, but I'm also predicting Shane by Hooker by Crook winning. I do enjoy the story, though. As I've mentioned before, it reminds me of a lot of times when Shane used to mess with the big show. Shane's just got a problem with big guys. He does. He has a problem with very large men. (laughs) He was trying to piss off Test. He tried to piss off the big show. Now he's pissing off Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman. Just stay the hell away from people. God, let's try to buy the UFC again. Uh, next up was the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship matchup between the New Day taking on almost and AJ Styles. Now, I'll be honest with you. I had absolutely no interest in this matchup whatsoever. And that's not because of the people involved, because at least I know of three of the people involved can be very good workers. Almost, of course, we have not really seen in the ring. We've just seen him be a towering figure on the outside. But I was, you know, myself really, really wanting the story to, for this at least to be like the New Day just beat the Hurt Business. Everyone's pissed off the New Day. They kind of do like a quasi heel thing. They're like, look, whether you like it or not, we have the tag team titles. And then the Hurt Business gets involved. And, of course, Retribution at that point was still together. So, like, there was more things that you could have done, especially now thinking with AJ Styles. But, like, I don't know. It's just... For myself, it just seems, even though they have been setting up this match over the last couple of weeks, it's just, I don't really care. I mean, it might change my mind because, of course, the people that are involved, but uh, I'm going to have to go with AJ Styles and almost winning this because I can just see them really keeping this tandem together. And, you know, what better way to do the Shawn Michaels Diesel thing by putting, you know, a title on a green guy. So that's my opinion. What about you? Not only that, but how ridiculously stupid would it be? that you kill a hot angle like the Hurt Business to then move into this match, and then you build up Omos for weeks about what's he going to do, what can he do, what's he capable of, only to then have said team lose the match. <laughs> so exactly. Like it, would, 
Like it would make no sense. This this is this is the writings on the wall here that Styles and Omos are gonna win the tag titles. Yeah, and it definitely, like I said, doing that whole Shawn Michaels Diesel thing. So, I mean, who knows? Let's see what happens when they go down the road with this. Uh, speaking of tag team matchups, no tag team titles on the line, but of course it's gonna have a lot of eyeballs on the screen as the Miz and John Morrison will be taking on Damian Priest and Bad Bunny. I can't wait for Bad Bunny to be a WWE Hall of Famer in the next few years because of this. You know, um, I, was that. I was thinking about that, too, when they would show the commercials. I was like, it's only a matter of time before he's a celebrity inductee. Yes, he is. Um, <laughs> I mean, good on Damian Priest for getting involved in this matchup, getting somewhat of a rub because of the celebrity in this instance. So, And, of course, we know that he can go... I feel so bad for the fucking Miz. I, <laughs> I feel so not for the fact that like he's going to be in a high profile. He, no, it's the fact that he's going to be in a high profile matchup against Bad Bunny in this match for Mania, and it's going to get some you know attention in the media and everything else because of you know the followers that Bad Bunny has. But like, motherfucker was just the world champion for the first time in like twelve years a he month was ago. Champion three weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like. And now he's just, like, in this random tag match. It's just like, yeah, thank you for everything you've done. Here's a title. Oh, wait, never mind. He was it's, the, like he the old, was, it's like the old South Park yeah. thing, and it's gone. <laughs> he was the definition of a transitional champion. <laughs> yeah. Who do you got in this match, though, for though? Oh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are going to take this. Boy, you very we're, gonna, we're not going to get an extension of the feud with this one. No, very rarely does the celebrity ever actually lose the match they're in. Yeah, that's like, I can't, point, even th- I can't even think of an instance where that's actually ever happened. But you know what? I'll give him this. At least Bad Bunny has been willing to actually be on TV every week as opposed to other celebrities. And he's actually been willing to mix it up as opposed and to bumps. Yeah. and take bumps. So, like, I'll give him that. I mean, I'm still a little pissed off of how he just gave away the 24-7 title because he's like, yeah, I don't want to carry it anymore. Yeah, but do you even care about that title either? <laughs> no, but that's like, that's it's it's still a championship. It's like the equivalent of like Hacksaw finding the television title in the garbage. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's the same, it's the same level of like, we need something, we need something. Let's just throw it against the wall. Oh, let's just find in the garbage. How are we gonna drop this title? Well, we can't have. We can't. God damn it, pal! Bad body can't get pinned. He can't get rolled up by our truth. Oh man. Uh, let's just give. Let's just give away the title. Fuck man, it. Man. They had to get. They had to keep him strong going into WrestleMania. They had to keep him strong. <laughs> Fuck me. I agree though. Bad Bunny and Damian Priest are gonna win this. Fuck, keep him strong. I mean, it's a strong. It's a it's, stronger it's the start man. Start of the streak for Bad Bunny. It's a it's a stronger match than it was before though too. Like this is a much better way to go. Oh man. Uh next matchup on the card. I'll just move past that. This is for the SmackDown <laughs> Women's Championship, uh, between Sasha Banks defending her championship against the twenty twenty one women's Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. Now, both of you and I have been very critical about this, um, especially after what we saw at Fastlane about the positioning and the build and everything else when it comes to these two. And then they did it again. They did it again on this past SmackDown. Yep. <laughs> Tried to jump her again, and then she just did nothing. She's like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll see you at WrestleMania. No. 
That's she tried to attack you. Do something about it. Yeah. So who do you have in this matchup and why? I don't know. This one's really a pick'em. Like I and really it think, should, and it shouldn't be for the record. It shouldn't be, but like really, it when you when, the way it's gone down, like this really is a pick'em. Like this could really go either way. Who do I think should win? I think Bianca Belair should win. Who do I think will win? Maybe Bianca by a hair. All right. I'm not going to say here's why you're wrong, because I usually did that pause like we normally did for that. For myself, like, Bianca should win. And this should, like, there's a, there's a couple of ways this could go. Bianca could win, and then Sasha could do, like, the admirable, like, oh, okay, you beat me. And then, like, blaster at the end or blaster the next night on SmackDown and, like, you know, go heel on her pretty much and then, you know, chase her for the title, which is fine. You could have Bianca. She's kind of already done that. So, like, that's the area that works. You could have Bianca near the end of the match, like, get frustrated because she can't beat her and pulls out, like, a pull the tights, feet on the rope, something cheap or whatever, and then beat Sasha Banks with the title that way. And then now you have Sasha chasing with this, you know, over cocky new girl, Bianca, with the title. There's that option. Or there's the real option that I might just think is going to happen. And it's based on what happened last year at WrestleMania between Rhea and Charlotte. And that's just Sasha's going to beat her clean in the ring. And that's the end. I really hope they don't do that. Cause then I, you just really hope, I really then hope you, it's the option three, but WWE any <laughs> no, WWE hasn't given me any hope with that whatsoever. I mean, look what happened with Rhea. It's taken her a year to get somewhat close to the same type of momentum, I guess we'll use for a lack of a better term, to kind of get back to that spot. And now she's a heel, so she has to do it all differently now. Yeah. and just So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, nope, Banks over strong, or at least Banks over, you know, one, two, three, bid or clean. And they're like, okay, thanks for coming, Bianca. It's not your time yet, I guess. Yeah, so like I, I said, option one or option two, I'm okay with. But option three, I wouldn't be surprised. I would just be worried. But I'm going to have to go with Sasha Banks just because I don't trust this company. <laughs> well, I hope they don't blow a brand new star again for the second year in a row. But like I said, anything can happen in the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> yeah, anything can happen. But like I still, I still think Bianca's going to win. Will she win emphatically? I don't know, but I still think she's going to win. Okay. Final matchup on the card for night one is the WWE Championship. It is MVP's sole heir, I guess, now, since there's no her business whatsoever. It's just, you know, well, the old Bobby Lashley. Well, we're not, counting, we're not counting King Corbin here. No, no, the King Corbin, they they clarified. Corbin's not in, but the Hurt business does still exist. But for right now, it's just the two of them. Well, regardless, Bobby Lashley defending his championship against Drew McIntyre, who once again is the challenger role like he was last year for WrestleMania. (sighs) I mean, actually, in front of people. (laughs) Yeah, and and also, I believe last year these two had a matchup in, the, I believe, the Extreme Rules pay-per-view as well. I think, yeah, Bobby Lashley was, I think, Drew McIntyre's second title defense. Yep. So, like, I mean, we know that these guys can go. We know this is going to be a good matchup. These two have had world championship matchups before in another company for Impact Wrestling. 
So it's kind of cool to be able to see them do now and on the grandest stage. Um, but between the two of them, I feel like both of them need the win really badly. So it's going to be very interesting. To me, this is the pick out of the two. But let's hear your thoughts. Who do you have and why? Well, I'll agree that both of them need the win, but I also would say, too, that, like, both of them could really actually potentially be really hurt by a loss. So, like, this is like a – this is almost like a lose-lose situation here. <sighs> who do I th- – uh, yeah, I mean, I know who I think should win. Bobby Lashley should win. Who do I think will win? Ooh. I think Bobby will win, but I don't know how emphatic of a win it'll be. But I think Bobby's going to win. I mean, you have two scenarios with this one, too. You can always have the Hurt Business trying to run out with Shelton and Cedric, and they cost McIntyre the matchup, and that's how they kind of get back at the good graces of Lashley and MVP, and that's how Lashley retains with this title, or, you know, they wind up fucking Lashley by accident and then Drew winds up, you know, winning the championship. With what they've but, done the last two weeks, I don't think you could I don't think you could ever salvage the the, the angle again after what they've done the last two weeks. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Um like that's I, like that was that was one of the biggest mistakes. Like Lashley and MVP were even against ending that faction. But they just yeah. didn't have enough clout to change Vince's mind. No, I mean, I'm sure that might be one of the things that we're going to be mentioning at the end of the year when it comes to some of the, some of the worst decisions when it came to this company. Um, for myself, though, I'm going to go with Bobby Lashley just because as much as I really like Drew, I think Lashley does need a long title reign, and I think this is just the start of that. So, And, of course, you know, it doesn't have to be the one and only match between the two. They can go once again into the next pay-per-view after this. So right. at least that's my opinion. It's too soon for a red-hot Bobby Lashley to just get dethroned already. Yeah. So you're going with Lashley as well? I'm going with Lashley. All right. And with that, night one is over, so let's kind of jump over to night two. Um, let's not waste any time. Of course, it's going to be Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their uh, women's tag team championships against whoever wins the tag team turmoil. So, I mean, in your mind, it's going to be – uh, I believe you were saying Dana Brooke or Mandy Rose, and I'm thinking it's the Riot Squad. So regardless, do you think that your pick or my pick would win? Like, do you think we're getting new women's tag team champs, or is this just a, you know, just another match on the card and Nia and Shane are going to pull out the win somehow? I actually think whoever it might be, whoever, whichever team it is, I actually think there's a very good chance that they'll win the titles. Okay. I think that's how it's going to go. I think there's a good chance whatever team is going to be, they're going to be the ones that take the title. It's WrestleMania. It's time for a title change. That's fair. Speaking of titles, uh, next matchup on the card is the United States Championship. It's Riddle defending his title against Sheamus. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to this matchup if it's given a little bit of time. Um, I, re- I really like both of these guys in ring, so I'm very excited to see what they can kind of do. Yeah. These two guys have had some actual physical matches these last few months on Raw, so I'm I'm looking forward to it also. So who do you have and why? Um, guess I'll, I think it's still gonna be Matt Riddle. I think it's too soon to. I think it's. I also think it's too soon to derail his title reign too. He's actually. But you, dude, just, but you just said though it's WrestleMania. There's got to be title changes. Well, I just gave you a title change. 
<laughs> There's a quota. You can only have so many. Give you a title change with the women's tag team titles. I think it's too soon to take the U.S. title off of Riddle. I actually like that he's actually Riddle's been actually like stealing the show every week as the U.S. champion, at least to well, me. Well, well, let's not go that far. I mean, that depends if he's going to forget his lines again. I'm not talking about lines. I'm talking about in ring work. And to me, that was funny. To me, that actually that segment actually still worked, even though he forgot his lines. Oh, yeah, I made Oscar look like a chump just sitting and standing there like, uh, okay, bye. Well, like, like You would expect a burnout like him to just forget what he was saying in mid-sentence and just walk away. But, no, I think I think it's too soon to end Matt Riddle's reign. I think, it's, I think he's going to take this. I agree. I think Riddle's going to retain as well. Next matchup on the card is uh, two best friends in this business that have grown up together who we've, we have seen in countless amount of matches, ladder wars, and everything else. Um, going to be finally going against each other one-on-one at WrestleMania. It's kind of almost like, you know, you know, culmination of these two best friends and Logan Paul. So it's Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn. Uh, who do you have and why? See, earlier you said the Raw tag team title match. This was the one that you honestly just didn't really care about. I'm sad to say that this that's this one for me. Like they threw this they threw this together with like three weeks to go until WrestleMania and there's like it, it, it's just cold to me. Like I'm not yeah, like, behind I'm not behind the reasoning of why they're having this match. I feel like it could have been so much better had I they been actually had this been like the long term plan that they wanted to have this match at WrestleMania. But it just well, feels especially Go ahead. Go ahead. It just feels rushed and thrown together to me. So like this one, I'm not invested in. I, I the match is probably going to be great, but I'm just not invested. Well, Who you know, I Logan think... Paul's going to be involved in the finish, though. Well, of course he is. Who do I think is going to win? I Kevin Owens is probably going to win. Sami Zayn just Sami Zayn just doesn't seem to win matches anymore. <laughs> so it's like Kevin Owens is probably just going to win. Well, it's a part of the conspiracy after all. Right. The conspiracy you think, Logan Paul against him now. No, but do you think Kevin Owens is going to stun Logan Paul, though? Yes. Yes, I agree. And that would be <laughs> he, awesome. He definitely will. Like, Logan Paul will hit, like, a boxing shot to Sami Zayn, and then Owens will be like, yeah, hey, man, that was cool, and then, like, stun him. Yeah. As long as he doesn't take it like Donald Trump, then, you know, then we'll be fine. I don't think anybody can take a stunner as bad as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next match. <laughs> next matchup on the card is a Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship. I still don't know what the hell that even is. <laughs> I I I don't know either. I'm. But it's gonna I'm, happen. But it's gonna happen. Biggie defending his Intercontinental Championship against Apollo Cruz after the debacle that we talked about last time on for the Fastlane pay per view. Which, if you know any of what we're talking about, please go back in the archives. Uh, we ripped that shit apart. It was hilarious. Um, I'll, I'll start this one. Go ahead. If so, from my understanding, what this basically is, I mean, and I could be wrong, but I'm from what I understand, it's basically just a gimmicky way to say a no holds barred match. Right. So if that's what it is, if you don't have Apollo Cruz win the Intercontinental Title, just fire Apollo Cruz because he's he will have lost like seven straight intercontinental title matches since January. 
what is the point? If you don't have him win this match, just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that, which is just sad, too, because, like, all oh, this rocket was supposed to be put under Big E. Apollo's getting this character change. He had the flub finish that we talked about previously. It's, you know, fast lane. So, of course, I like I said, I knew. And then we talked about, like, oh, maybe they'll do, like, a last man standing match because they made the whole little comment of, like, oh, Apollo was the last man standing over Big E or something like that. And that'd be kind of yeah. cool, but a Nigerian drum fight, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so, like, who, uh, who should win? Apollo Crews should win. Who do I, I think will win? I think Apollo will win. But if they don't, just just end it and let him go. <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree. Apollo Cruz needs to and should and probably will win this matchup. Yeah. Uh, next matchup on the card is a feud that has been going on off and on for the last several years, finally culminating it once again at WrestleMania. It is Randy Orton taking on the fiend Bray Wyatt with Alexa creepy bliss at ringside. I'm assuming I, we have not been told this is a firefly fun house match, which is what we all expected. This might be just one-on-one, and then it kind of gets the stipulation goes to the Extreme Rules show, which I'm very okay with. I'm okay with it because, you know, I'm not a big fan of doing gimmick matches first and then going to single matches later. So, uh, But what's, what's your opinion? Who do you got in this? The Fiend or Randy Orton? You want to know what I think might happen? And I could be way off on this. I think the Fiend might squash him. Okay. I honestly think that I honestly think this match is probably going to be one of the shortest matches on the show. I don't know. I have nothing to back that up on. I just have a I just have a weird feeling that the fiend is going to squash him. Yeah, I yeah, but the, the potential is there. I can see where you're coming with that. What do you think? I think that um, I'm waiting for some tomfoolery to be taking place in this matchup. Kind of like what we had in the last one with Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton. Um, I do think The Fiend is going to win. I don't think that this is going to be the culmination, as everyone is saying. I think that this will continue because they will continue it because I can't see what they would do after that. Um, And I think that The Fiend is going to look very dominant and strong over Orton and Bliss is going to get involved in some way and it's just going to lead to another series of matches between the two. Like I said, I'm just very surprised that we're not getting the cinematic match or, I mean, like I said, it still could, but like, as of right now, I'm just treating it like it's one-on-one and uh, I'm just going to live in that little fairy tale land until I see what happens. <laughs> uh, but like I said, I think the fiend will defeat the Randy Orton. Um, but like I said, I don't think this is the end of the feud. What do you think his entrance is going to be like? Oh, it's going to be cool. Is what it is. Uh, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. And speaking of things that I'm looking forward to is the next matchup. It's for the Raw Women's Championship between Asuka defending her title against Rhea Ripley. And if anyone knows, I am very high on both of these ladies. I have loved Rhea Ripley since I saw her with the Mae Young Classic when she had no punk look to her. And I like knew she was going to be a future star just based on watching her and now seeing how she is. I like to throw that little chip on my shoulder because uh, <clears throat> I'm called that. And uh, Asuka, I've just, you know, I've been a huge fan of since her first debut in NXT. So, like, I know the work rate is going to be really good with these two. Give it, you know, a little bit of time more than some others. And I think that we're going to probably have, in my opinion, might be the best matchup on night two of WrestleMania. So, 
But the real question is, Jordan, who do you have and why? See, I was <clears throat> I've been worried about this because I'm a Rhea Ripley fan as well. And I actually I've been very vocal over the last little bit that I think it's a mistake just to bring her in and just shoot her to the top so quickly. Unless you're fully committed to go all the way with it. Because if you're not and you have another Shayna Baszler situation, then she's just going to fizzle out and you've wasted another new star. So I think... I think Rhea Ripley's going to take it. I mean, she's a heel now, so that throws a whole other monkey wrench into this. I think Rhea Ripley's going to take it because, like, Asuka's beaten everybody on the roster. Like, there's there's no one left for her to – there's no one left for her to work with as far as title challengers go. So I think Rhea Ripley's going to win, but I think she's going to cheat. Which is – I'm okay with as well. I mean – Oscar, I've always been a big, very big proponent of. You can't just beat Oscar for like no reason, especially like on TV. Like when Peyton Royce just randomly beat her in a singles match, I was pissed. <laughs> but like, I feel like there's still there, at least in my eyes, and I think in some of the fans' eyes, there is still the mystique around Oscar in the sense of like, you know, she can't be a world beater if you you know put her in the right high-profile matchup. And especially with this, a lot of people would assume that Oscar could and should win based on her, you know, overall career that has happened so far. But Rhea Ripley, as you said before, needs this win. Like, if you're going to come in, you're going to shoot her to the, you know, to the moon, then you better put, like, 15 rockets on her and stay Vince McMahon the hell away from her at this point. So I think Rhea Ripley will win. I think that she has to cheat to win. I want a really good competitive matchup out of the two of them, and I really do expect that this will be the best matchup uh, of night two. So I'm, I I don't know about the entire WrestleMania card, but I definitely believe for night two, for sure it'll happen. So, uh, but speaking of night two, what gives us now to the main event, it is the triple threat match for the universal championship. It is edge, the winner of the 2021 men's Royal rumble taking on Daniel Bryan, the man who somehow sneaks his way into every championship matchup when it counts versus <laughs> The world champion, of course, the universal champion himself, Roman Reigns, with Paul Heyman fluttering around ringside doing absolutely nothing to help his career. I'm kidding. I'm just (laughs) – I'm only saying that because, like, you think of, like, typical managers where they're helping to cheat and stuff, and he literally just gets paid to be a bump on the log. So, I mean, good for him. Paul Heyman literally being there elevates Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's fair. So, Reigns, Edge, Daniel Bryan, triple threat. There's a few different ways that this could go, which is what I, I really appreciate. It's not like a gimme where it has been with a lot of WrestleMania main events. So, Jordan, who do you have and why? I've changed my tune to who I actually had originally thought was going to win. Originally, I thought this was just going to be a repeat for Daniel Bryan. I've changed my tune. I actually think he's going to take the fall. And I actually think Roman's going to actually retain the title. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm pausing only for the sense of like, yeah, you kind of just took my took my answer from me. Like I said, there is multiple ways that you can go around with there this. Like multiple, Edge, Edge, Edge going full. There is like Edge going full on heel or Brian, you know, 
doing the Cinderella story, beating Roman, and then Edge gets pissed and chases Brian for the title and stuff like that. But no, I completely agree. I think like Brian getting pinned by Roman, and then Edge like you motherfucker, you inserted yourself in this match, cost me my moment, and then yeah. he's gonna rip the shit out of Brian either on SmackDown or something, and it's gonna lead to a nice little program between Edge and Daniel Bryan, which I am very okay for. And then Edge being like that heel because let's be honest, Brian is like an uber baby face and it's almost impossible to turn him heel. With Edge, you can still get away with it because of his personality in the past. So Right. Um, and then Reigns, you could potentially spin off into like a new title challenger with a now red hot Cesaro after coming off a win with Seth Rollins. Absolutely. Like there's a lot more options that are on the table now than for Roman, which a lot of people were expecting Roman versus Rock anyways from last year or even in the summer. But, of course, you know, crowds, COVID, I'm sure they wanted to save that match. Of course, you know, you're, with the Rock's I sco- think you're, you know, scheduling as well. But You're going to get that match, but they have, to, they have to wait till the timing is 100% right to do that. That's what I mean. And because the timing was 100% right, they went with this option. And I'm very okay with this option. So... But I'm just surprised that we agreed so easily when it came to this matchup. So. Well, I mean, like thinking about it since we've talked about it last, like I think it's just too easy just to make just to assume Daniel Bryan's just going to win in the exact same fashion again that he did seven years ago. It's too mm-hmm. easy. So I think he's actually that's why I think he's the prime guy to take the fall in the match. The Cinderella story, you come so close to repeating that magic and then it's taken away from you like that. I like how I, I like how both you and I just kind of shit all over what I just said. Though, where it's like, you know, this is one of those matches where literally anything can happen in the main event. And it's, you know, almost unpredictable. And both of you me and you are like, yeah, it's going to happen this way. So. No, but again, no, but, but again, it's like you said before though, anything can happen just because we think that's what's going to happen. That does not mean that's what's going to happen. That's fair. We can be completely uh, so that, I mean, you could make arguments for any, all three of those guys winning. But what makes yep. the most sense, I think, is Roman Reigns retaining and Daniel Bryan taking the fall. All right. Well, that's going to do it with our predictions for WrestleMania, of course. Um, next Tuesday – or sorry, next Tuesday. That's not when we air. Next Thursday uh, is going to be our review of WrestleMania. We're not going to be covering every single thing that happens uh, throughout the week because, like I said, uh, we all have lives. <laughs> I'm still in school, so I would like to, you know, finish my assignments before WrestleMania is over. And um, I also believe that we're going to probably be having like a pretty big roundtable when it comes to talking about WrestleMania, both night one and night two, because, of course, it is WrestleMania. So, yes, to be determined on that one. But, of course, I can just assume that, uh, Jordan, you might be joining us for that one just because, you know, you were doing part of the prediction. So. Um, uh, before we kind of uh, sign off here and continue on our road to WrestleMania, what do you think is the one match that you are looking forward to the absolute most though? Like what's the one that's just going to be like your pay, like, you know, if you were a, a paying audience in a sense, I mean, you know, buying a ticket for this year's WrestleMania and just assuming that night one and night two were all one night, which God help us if that was the case. <laughs> what would be the one match that you would be saying, yeah, I'm I would travel to Mania for this match. I think it's a to- I think it's a it's a toss up between Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm really looking forward to Rollins versus Cesaro. 
I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do and what Cesaro can do in like his first ever singles match on Wrestle on a, a huge stage like WrestleMania. See, I was going to go with Cesaro and Seth as well, but I'm actually going to say both the women's championship matches are the thing I'm looking forward to the most when it comes to like as the wrestling person in me. Like I'm excited for the triple threat match and uh, I'm very, you know, happy to see Owens and Zayn just because like, you know, being Canadian and growing up and seeing them, you know, in I the mean, Indies and whatnot, starting out lower. But like, yeah, like Oscar and Rhea for sure, as I just mentioned previously, and I Sasha mean, and Bianca because I know the potential of how good it could be. I mean, I would say that. I mean, I would say that's probably in like my top three that I'm looking forward to would be those three. But now you got me a little bit nervous that they might mess that one up. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little seed in your head right there. So, I mean, of course, we'll we'll have to see what happens. Uh, we'll have to seed. What happens at WrestleMania? Ah, see what I did there? I'm a dad. I'm allowed to make. I'm a dad. I'm allowed to make bad dad jokes. <laughs> Don't worry, there's a toilet flushing. <laughs> uh, so, like I said, we're gonna probably have a big panel uh, when it comes to the review for WrestleMania. So stay tuned to that. Who gets announced for that? Um, and of course, in the weeks prior, or weeks prior, uh, the weeks after that, of course, we're gonna be having our Death Proof uh, Roundtable with myself, Vander Cruz, and Warhead where we talk about the tales of barbed wire and brotherhood of all things, death proof and a lot of fun, different topics that we talk about. And of course the week after that is going to be the Ontario independent wrestling uh, road trip edition, where a whole bunch of road stories are going to be taking place. I think we're almost at like 13 people now at this point that have submitted stories. So big thank you to everyone that has. And if you definitely like hearing about, you know, a little fun inside things about the business, Definitely check that one out because I think that's going to be something you'll be interested in. Uh, Till then, though, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Adam Hayes. This is Jordan. Thank you very much. We'll catch you on the next one.